everyone, this is Dave Dubow here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in, I believe from New York City, if I'm not mistaken, we've got Thomas Castelli from the Real Estate CPA, and we're going to make we're going to make accounting stuff exciting for real estate investors. Thomas, welcome. Yeah, Dave, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on. So, Thomas, first of all, tell me a little bit about you and your background when it comes to real estate investing and how this whole real estate CPA business got started. Yep. So kind of back back in 2000, back in like 2014 or so, I picked up the Rich Dad Poor Dad books and kind of went down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Long story short, ended up stumbling upon real estate syndication as an avenue to invest in real estate. Went to a bunch of events, invested as a limited partner. So I was a passive investor. Then eventually I met up with a mentor who said, if I ever found a deal, we'd do it. So I found a deal down in Jacksonville, Florida back in 2017, I believe it was. And we went ahead, we did the deal, 82 units in Jacksonville. Nice. Sold it during the peak of COVID or just on, excuse me, on the onset of COVID. And now I've pretty much just been kind of re-strategizing which approach I want to take. But that's how I got started in the space. I'll probably go ahead and invest in more limited partnership interests in the near future. But um, as for the real estate CPA itself, um, that was a company that was founded by Brandon Hall, uh, who's uh, the managing partner of the firm. I'm one of his partners. And I kind of kicked off things with him actually right around the same time I did my first deal as an active partner. And um, I said, hey, this is a great opportunity for me to kind of marry my passion for real estate with my background as a CPA. So I came on board, uh, was basically did tax advisory. Now I run our advisory division. And what I do is I help real estate investors uh, pretty much minimize their taxes so that uh, they could build their wealth as fast as possible. Well, that sounds like a big part of the reason why we get into real estate in the first place, right? So Absolutely. So with that in mind, Thomas, that first of all, that's a wonderful combination because most of us as real estate entrepreneurs, our accountants might be okay, but they typically don't have the hands-on boots on the ground experience in actually doing a real estate deal. So it's all kind of theoretical to them. It sounds like you and the crew at the real estate CPA are are very actively involved yourself as, as real estate investors as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, one of our partners has over 100 units, um, and then you know, Brandon invests himself, and pretty much just other people, other members of our staff are also investors. So we have a lot of people who are who are not only you know accountants, but they're also real estate investors themselves, which is, which is great. So, what are you know typically speaking when you're looking at new prospective clients? What are some of the bigger mistakes you're seeing real estate investors making when it comes to how they structure things or how they set things up? What are some of the the ways that are people are overpaying in taxes? Right. Yep. So the first one, I think, you know, one of the first, okay, the first one is they don't have an accounting system set up from the onset. And believe it or not, it's kind of a boring thing to talk about record keeping and bookkeeping and all of that. I, I but, believe it. I, I can believe it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not an I'm not an accountant bookkeeping kind of guy, that's for sure. Yeah, but you know, believe it or not, it, it's the key to actually knowing kind of where you stand, both from a financial performance aspect of how your property is actually performing from, you know, the financial standpoint, but also for from a tax standpoint as well, kind of getting an idea of 
you know, make, well, really what it comes down to is making sure you're tracking all of your expenses so that you're capturing all of your deductions. You know, we have some, some of our clients and, you know, in the past come and just dump kind of everything on the proverbial desk, the shoe box and everything yeah. like that. And you have to sort through everything. And sometimes you're just missing deductions because people aren't tracking things properly. So the first and foremost thing you should do when you're starting out, make sure you have an accounting system in place to make, make sure you're tracking your income and expenses and not missing out on any of the more basic deductions you could be taking. That's the first step. And that's the first thing I see a lot of people missing. Now, if you're, if somebody's watching this, they're kind of a little mom and pop real estate investor, you know, not doing huge syndication deals. What software would you recommend for somebody who's not super savvy with accounting and bookkeeping? What's kind of like a simple one that they can, that almost anybody can get? Yeah, I mean, I think QuickBooks Online is the one we typically we we yeah. typically recommend. It's the one we work with here at the firm with all of our clients. It's like the Coke or Pepsi, I guess you could say, of of accounting software. It, it's pretty user friendly, and there's a lot of automations that you can set up in there. So, you know, what we end up doing for a lot of our clients is setting it up and then giving it back to them. But I mean, you could set it up yourself. There's on, there's tutorials out there on how to do it, and basically, it automates a lot of the routine transactions like rent. Uh, it'll be able to recognize, okay, this is a rent, and then it'll categorize it appropriately. Same thing with like routine, like utilities, expenses like that. It can be super easy once you get it set up to kind of operate when you're just starting out. All right. Very good. Now, okay, so not taking into account all of your deductions, that's a big one. What are some of the other screw-ups that we make as real estate entrepreneurs when it comes to bookkeeping, accounting, or taxes in general? Because you guys kind of cover all of these yeah. kind of things, right? Yeah, so so I think another big one, and this is uh, is entity structuring. I think mm -hmm. sometimes people put things in the. Sometimes they have rental properties in an S corporation, and you generally want to avoid putting rental properties in an S corporation because the only way to get it out is via a sale. So what you end up happening is someone will have an S corporation. They unknowingly put rental property in there, and then say, "Oh, I want to transfer it over to this LLC or this partnership or." I want to put it into this trust or whatever the case is, and they have to sell it out. So basically, they're trying to just get it to themselves. But when you sell it out of the S corporation, you're actually making a sale. And uh, there's a capital gain that's associated with that. So that's just another big one. I see a lot of beginners out there just making a mistake or going with what their attorney says, putting into an S corporation. If I could take one or C corporation. If there's one thing I could give about entity structuring is don't put a rental property in an S corporation or C corporation unless there's a very, very good reason to do so. So for um, those that, that aren't familiar, you know, we don't want to go down the rabbit hole too much, but what is an S corporation? What is a C corporation? What's the difference? Right. What, so is, what it, are they designed for, basically? Yeah. So an S corporation is generally designed for small businesses. It's a pass-through entity. So say I was a consultant, I might open up an LLC and have it taxes as an as an S corp, uh, in order to mitigate the self and partially mitigate the self employment tax, which is fifteen point three percent on your first hundred forty two thousand eight hundred dollars of income, and uh, basically you could pay yourself a salary out of the S corporation, and only your salary is subject to the self employment tax, and not necessarily the entire income you generate. So you might be, for instance, have a business that generates one hundred thousand dollars, but you pay yourself a salary of forty. Now that sixty thousand dollars is not subject to that. 15.3%. I think that might save you, I think somewhere around $6,000 a year. I forgot the calculation off the top of my head, that's but a... that's the reason why you use an S corporation. C corporations really are used for a bit much larger businesses where you're going to be bringing on a lot of shareholders. 
And that's typically, you know, long, like in a little nutshell, that's where the C Corp is for. A C Corp doesn't have pass through treatment. So if you put a rental property in the C Corporation, you don't get a lot of the benefits of depreciation in the sense that, like, when you invest personally in an asset in your personal name or through a partnership or even through an S Corporation, the losses will get passed down through to you and they can be used offset income from your other rental properties or capital gains from the sale of your other rental properties. And you just don't get that with the C corporation. So long story short, those are more for businesses than they yeah. are for holding real estate. That's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there, this is Dave Debo, and real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio, and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, and close their ideal money partners. Bottom line, when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com. Again, that's book at chatwithdave.com. So, you know, what would you recommend off the top of your head if somebody is doing single family homes, they want to have it within a, a legal entity, but, you know, they just heard this and they don't want to get whacked when they're trying to get it out of there. You know, absolutely. You want to have it either in a single member LLC that's going to be disregarded for tax purposes, which means it's reported right on your personal tax return as if the LLC did not exist for tax purposes. So at that point, the LLC is for legal liability protection. That's an appropriate vehicle. Also, an LLC that would be taxed as a partnership. Say you have more than one person in, in the deal or is going to be the owner of the property. A partnership is also an appropriate entity. So usually you want to have hold rental properties in either the single member LLC or an LLC tax to partnership is typically what we'll see. Yeah, makes sense. All right. And at what point should a real estate entrepreneur start thinking about working with a company like you guys, like, you know, the real estate CPA? When when does it make sense cost and benefit wise to step up to that kind of level? Yep. So we found that we typically work the best with clients who have, we could add the most value to clients who have already have their engine going. And what I mean by that is you already have a handful of properties and you're really ready to scale. So you might have three or four properties and you're like, okay, I want to go to 10 this year. I want to go to 20 over the next five years. And that's really when, when we're going to be able to provide the most value because that's when it's the most cost effective mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like where the cost of our services wouldn't drag your portfolio down too much as you scale. Because if you only have one rental property or two rental properties, the cost to working with a, with a specialty shop like ours is going to drag down your cash flow. So we actually offer some other type of educational programs for those type for those people who are just getting started to still get that foundational tax knowledge you need, kind of get off the ground without having it drag down your, your cash flow. Yeah, no, that makes sense. All right. Very good. So we've talked a little bit about some of the, the bigger mistakes that, that people have made, some of the better practices, getting set up with even a, a simple QuickBooks or Quicken type system online to, to track everything. We've talked about when it makes sense to start hiring folks like you. What are some of the other services that you provide for your clients? So you guys do bookkeeping, you do accounting. What else? How else are you able to help your, your clients, your real estate clients? That's great. So what we have at the Real Estate CPA, which is the firm, uh, we have, uh, like you said, the accounting, then we have tax preparation services. So we'll actually prepare your tax returns. And believe it or not, 
a lot of people think it's just, you know, tax preparation is, is the same. You can do it on, you know, TurboTax or HR Block or whatever. But there are a lot of nuances and a lot of more sophisticated reporting items when it comes to real estate, like a partial asset disposition that could save you a lot of money if, if your accountant knows about it. So we do prepare tax returns and we also do advisory. So we do like tax, tax advising. And that's really when we look at someone's situation and say, okay, well, here's where you are today. Here's your current circumstances. This is where you're looking to go this year, next year, you know, over the next handful of years. And here's going to be the strategies that you need to implement from usually there's anywhere between five to 10 strategies we'll recommend to really help them minimize their tax liability kind of as they go along and start building out their portfolio. And then we just have one more thing, which is we call it Tax Smart Investors. So if anybody wants to check it out, it's taxsmartinvestors.com. Basically, that's our service for people who are just getting started. We, we provide a lot of the foundational strategies and a lot of the foundational knowledge through that platform at a, at a relatively low cost compared to what you would get by actually working with the one-on-one with a CPA. So, no, That makes sense. A lot of our viewers and, and listeners are international. They're not necessarily based in the States. Do you guys work with foreign investors as well who are buying properties in the United States? Yep. So we do have a few clients who do who are located outside of the United States and do buy US-based properties. I'd say those are more the minority of our clients. Uh, yes. so, but we have a few we have we do have a handful of expats too. So we do we'll have some, you know, US citizens living abroad. But you know, we do help people who who are who are not US citizens, but who are buying US real estate. Yeah. So the commonality is it's Someone who's investing in property in the United States. That's who you guys yeah, can really that, help. That's where we can help. The challenge we've had in full transparency is, is helping people with the foreign aspects of it because we're not experts in, say, no. uh, necessarily experts in Canadian tax law or, you know, or uh, European tax law or anything like that. So really where we're able to help people on is how this is going to impact you on the U.S. side of things. Very cool. So Thomas, if people want to find out more about you guys and the, the real estate CPA, what should they do? And, and I know you guys have got a bunch of free resources for people. Maybe you can talk about one or two there that might make sense for people to check out. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a podcast and uh, we're going to have you on the podcast so they can yes. check out that episode. The way, so the podcast, we, we give a lot of free information and strategies and stuff like that away on the podcast. I think we have over 160 something episodes now. Um, so you could check that out. It's on all major podcast platforms. It's called the Real Estate CPA Podcast. And then uh, we also have a bunch of free guides on our website at the Real Estate CPA. You can go to the resources and you can find that. And then I mean, I guess the last thing I could say that we, we do a big event every year is called the Tax and Legal Summit. We'll be doing that this upcoming February. So February 2022, we basically get a lot of our staff together and then some attorneys together. And we do basically presentations on various tax and legal strategies that real estate investors can employ to minimize taxes and protect their assets from from liability. Now, just out of curiosity, Thomas, the majority of your clientele are they are they multifamily investors, single family home investors, self storage, or is it kind of all across it's, the board? It's it's all across the board. We have a lot of single family investors, of course, a lot of multifamily investors too. So we do work with a lot of syndicates and funds. We're kind of all over the spectrum. I mean, we have clients with just a handful of single families all the way up to large portfolios in, in multiple states or uh, their own large apartment buildings. So we're, we're, kinda, we're kind of a diverse, we have a diverse set of clients. Very cool. Now, the event that you're going to be putting on in February, uh, how many people are, are usually coming out to these events? I understand we're in 
kind of wrapping up the pandemic. So who knows how it's going to be this year, but what's your typical turnout for those guys? Oh, absolutely. So we've done this event two years in a row. So it's going to be the third year coming up and it's always virtual. So um, even before the pandemic, we did it virtual. So I think the first time we, I think we had like 250 people. And then like the next time, I think we had like near a thousand um, in the second time around. So it is, uh, it is free. So we did it free last year. I think we'll be doing it for free again. So it's, it's a great opportunity for people to kind of just get a, get a good primer on what's available to them from the tax and legal side without having to, you know, spend an arm and a leg trying to uh, figure it out. Well, that's wonderful. So people can find out about that if they check out the real estate CPA. Yeah, absolutely. It's under the resource section. Awesome. Very good. Thomas, well, you know what? This has been a lot of fun. I appreciate uh, you bringing your insights into how us uh, non-CPA dunderheads can do things better when, <laughs> when it comes to our portfolio. So thank you very much for sharing. Uh, anytime. Thanks for having me on. It was, it was an honor. All right. Take care, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.